We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92. You can follow me at Bill Trochi. Keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Bill, Christmas is fast approaching. I hope you've gotten the lovely Kimberly. Everything that she needs on her list. She helped you out with our uh, little pre-show technical difficulties. So I hope that bumps her up a little bit on the list. Oh, always. We've got most of the shopping done here, I hope. Um, <laughs> maybe a couple last-minute things we throw in, but uh, always ahead of the game. And uh, obviously some college football teams are shopping for quarterbacks and, and those kind of things in the transfer portal. This is an, an evolving cycle, and it continues to – continues to just take off every time i look at twitter somebody else is committing somewhere i know it's fun it's fun to see college football free agency has taken over december especially at the quarterback position before we get into all that i want to ask you a trochi trivia question okay we're going to talk a little bit about the bowl games for this weekend there's uh, six bowl games on saturday okay ucla is one of them they're playing in the las vegas bowl uh i want to ask you the last time chip kelly won a bowl game in the 2012 season. They won the Fiesta Bowl to go 12 and 1. Can you name the two QBs in the Fiesta Bowl the last time Chip Kelly won a bowl game? Who did they play? Okay, I don't get that. I have to think that one all the way through. I don't think that one all the way through, but I could give you a hint. That'd be nice. He was a Heisman finalist that year. Okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> 2012. 2012. It was a Notre Dame Alabama National Championship, baby. Okay. Okay. Uh, now no. I'm good. You're good. Okay. Mostly good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's start with yesterday's commitment. Notre Dame lands Riley Leonard from Duke. He, uh, you know, was linked to Notre Dame right when he uh, announced that he was going to transfer. Notre Dame, I think, was leaking some hints to their reporters, Marcus Freeman and staff. Uh, that it was going to happen. So it really wasn't a surprise uh, when Ohio State quarterback job opened up, essentially, when Kyle McCord decided he wanted to transfer. There were some rumors that Riley Leonard may be looking at Columbus. He had he had been quiet since his uh, announcement. Uh, but yesterday it's official. It's going to be Riley Leonard. What are the Irish getting out of him? And, and can he be more productive than Sam Hartman? I mean – I don't, they're going to be a little bit different. I think Hartman and him are different style quarterbacks. Riley yeah. Leonard offers a lot in the running game. Uh, so maybe the offense is tailored around him a little bit. Uh, he's player though. He reminds me, it's probably not a perfect comparison, but he reminds me a little bit of Tebow, like in terms of his skill set. He's probably, you know, the leadership, those kind of things, not the same release or any, I'm not going to get into the, like what his quarterback release is or those kind of things, but the, the, the Tebow like qualities with Riley Leonard are there. And I think maybe their offense resembles that a little bit, where if you can get some speed around him on the perimeter, he'd be pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting to think about, you know, a Hartman was a guy who was in the mesh and he wanted to kind of showcase his NFL skills for the draft. So he went to Notre Dame for an offense that was supposedly going to be more pro style. Um, I don't know how much it helped his pro stock necessarily, but we'll find out. Um, he had statistically great games against bad teams and uh, and then not great games against good teams. And that's, you know, Notre Dame's season followed along those tracks with him. The overall numbers look probably better than than they really are because they just had some some so many blowouts um with with riley leonard i think you're right they're totally different quarterbacks and notre dame has to rebuild their offensive line this year so we'll see if the if the new line can can be built at, at a high level then they can take advantage of leonard's running skills and have some design runs and things like that because that was 
one of the key things for him, he's faster than you think. He's faster. He's big guy, but he's faster than, than he looks. And, um, you know, he only had three touchdown passes and three interceptions this year. He was, he was hurt a lot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he looked great against Clemson. He, he right. The leadership quality. And it was interesting. I think back when I t- we're talking about Hartman and Leonard was that moment uh, after the Notre Dame Duke game where Hartman stuck around and wanted to talk to Leonard after he got out of the injury tent after that, that ankle injury that in the final possession of the game, uh, Hartman just hung around, hung around, hung around and then, and then shook his hand. It was pretty cool to see. I don't know if there's a connection beyond that for those two guys, but uh, it's interesting that uh, Leonard now is succeeding Hartman at Notre Dame. Right. Right. And, and, you know, we'll see how it goes, but obviously a a good, one of the prizes of these quarterbacks. And as we get in, we're going to talk about a couple of the other ones. I mean, it's, it's a game of roulette. When you do it one year, you know, you have one year rental. Now Notre Dame has another one year rental. At some point you've got, maybe that, maybe this is to develop CJ Carr for a year, but I think it has to be a mix. I don't, you look at Pitt, for example. They've played transfer roulette a little bit. You know, they had Keaton Slovis for a year. They have Phil Dracovic for a year. And he didn't even start half the year. Right, after they had Pickett for forever, right? And they had Pickett for forever, and then you're looking for that one-year pinch. I was just reading a story this morning from the Columbus Dispatch, not to make everything about Ohio State, but you know, now there's there's stories out there that, hey, they may not, they may not necessarily go into the portal. It may go with Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz or Aaron Oland when he comes in. You know what? Not the worst thing. Not I, I, I don't know that if it's sustainable. How do you recruit a quarterback if all you do is grab a transfer quarterback every year? Right. That, that, that would be the hard part. Right. And you know what's interesting is the three Heisman finalists, quarterbacks, we're all transfers in their second year Yes, in the new system. Not the first year, the second year. So another amusing thing I saw talking about Hartman, you know how uh, Wake Forest, Dave Clawson was so you know adamant about uh, Sam Hartman belongs to us and Notre Dame just rented him for a year. And we're the ones that, that developed him. And he's, he's a Wake Forest player, not a Notre Dame player and things like that. Sounded very, you know, anti QB rental guy. Right. Who did they grab this week? <laughs> Hank Backmeyer. Right. I mean, everybody does it, and I understand. <laughs> right. So I I don't know. And then it kind of transitions into the next guy you want to talk about, uh, Van Dyke going to Wisconsin. Same thing with Luke Fickle. I mean, this is the second year now where you – hopefully they can recruit a quarterback and develop their own. But if next year Luke Fickle's looking for another rental and then the next year another rental – I'll be willing to bet that they they haven't won the Big Ten West yet. Well, they can't win the Big Ten West. I'll, I'll be willing to bet that they're not ahead of Iowa, for example, or you know, in that mid, and they're still stuck in that mid tier. So it's not perfect. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the Van Dyke's fine, but there's nothing about him that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a program changer for Wisconsin. A little bit better than play than what they had this year, I think. But he's been pretty inconsistent at Miami the last two years. Didn't Miami grab Wisconsin's quarterback, Graham Mert? No, Florida didn't. Florida did. Not, not, uh, not Miami. See, so, yeah, Van Dyke, he's shown flashes, but he's also been really inconsistent. He's been hurt a lot too. Right. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know that he's going to be necessarily a huge upgrade for them at Wisconsin, but interesting. It opens up the Miami job, which Will Rogers from Mississippi State, very accomplished in the Mike Leach system. Uh, he is looking at Miami, but also taking a visit to Washington. He was linked to Oregon for a little while, but now Oregon is set with Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel. Uh, so there's an opening at Washington, and then there's an opening, obviously, at Miami. Will Rogers is kind of in the running for both. What do you think about his potential outside of a, of, of a Mike Leach offense? He didn't look great this year. Mississippi State moved away from the air raid this year. Didn't look great, but that's more of a case of, I think, just a new staff, in in inexperienced coach. I don't know. I don't know where I where I land on Will Rogers and his and his potential. He's played a lot of football. I mean, again, that's one of those veteran quarterbacks. I mean, thirteen games in 21, 22, 23 a little bit beat up, but still, I mean, ninety four touchdown passes, twenty eight interceptions. You put him in the right offense, the right efficient, quick quick fire type offense. Yeah, you can have a lot of success. Um, so, I mean, Washington that kind of got my attention because then, you know, like Michael Penix. It, it still takes two years, though, to me. You get the most out of two years. Are you going to get that out of Rodgers? Uh, I believe like he's pretty high up in the SEC record books because of all this football he's played. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it would have to be an air raid, quick fire, get the ball out quick type system where he has had the most type of success. This is off the top of my head. Who has been the best one-year rental? over the last couple of years that we've seen. Um, I mean, Hartman was pretty good for Notre yeah. Dame. Uh, I'd have to research yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good story right there because you could say, you know, here's the best one-year guy. Here's the best two – the, the best two-year guy is obvious. It's Joe Burrow. Right. I mean, you know, but there were other – Daniels is second on the list. Yeah, I mean, obviously those guys have been great. I'm sure – I mean, I'm sure it's going right over our head right now, but I mean, there have been guys that that came in and, and did well right away, but it's just, it, like I said, it's like Devin Leary crazy. didn't work out of Kentucky. You know, he was a one-year guy mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. We should look at that the last five years, for example. Um, Brian Driscoll probably had an answer right off the top of his head if he was in here with us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Kyler transferred, and but he sat a year behind I think it was Baker. And then when it was his turn, he took off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if we're doing this rental thing, it's not it's not perfect. The, the best one last year was probably Sam Hartman in terms of what he gave Notre Dame, gave them a shot. They were one yard away from beating Ohio State. And who knows where their season goes from there. He did. He did. He had a good season. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, 
and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Speaking of, uh, well, here's one we thought was a one-year rental. is uh, DJU. DJU Angola went to Oregon State. I think he was actually pretty successful at Oregon State. Uh, team won a lot of games, and you know he had a good season. His his numbers mirrored his Clemson numbers, except I think his inter- interceptions went way down, which was a, a big problem w- with Clemson. Uh, he's on the market again. I don't blame him, as I don't blame uh, Jonathan Smith. I mean, I don't blame any of these guys really. But like Oregon State has collapsed, so he is taking a visit to Florida State. Uh, this this instead of going to the NFL, he's looking at Florida State. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, they've got, of course, uh, Tate Rodemaker, who maybe maybe they don't feel like he's the guy for next year. I don't know. And uh, and they have the freshman who had that that um, the tryout basically in the ACC championship game that did not go well. So, what, what what did you think when you saw DJU going to going to Florida State for the weekend? I mean, it, another chance. I mean, anytime you have, he has the talent, the no question, the five star talent. It's just the consistency. And yeah, I like him. But go ahead. I, yeah, it's not like if you look at his numbers at Oregon State at Clemson, it's not like they're bad numbers. It's just. There's a little bit of inconsistency. He can be inaccurate at times. He throws, but he's played in a lot of big time football games. That'd be awesome if he went back to Florida State because, you know, we'll, we'll all be hyping up the Clemson return when he comes mm-hmm. back there and they play the the Tigers next year. So yeah, I think it'd be good good fit. And that's an example of a one year rental if your quarterback situation is not what you want. And we're going to see an audition of sorts without Jordan Travis in the bowl game. And you can go after a guy like him. I, I have no problem with that one at all. The Bo Nix will play in the Fiesta Bowl uh, against Liberty. Drake May announced this week he is not playing in the Mayo Bowl. Talking about guys who uh, who are headed to the NFL. Interesting uh, that I'm more surprised that Nix is playing than I am that May is not. I, I think that's kind of cool. I, I never judge. I always tell people I never judge what these quarterbacks are going to do. A couple years ago. Matt Corral uh, got hurt for Ole Miss and people were like losing their minds. And afterward he was like, sprained my ankle. It's fine. I wasn't, you know, I was going to play with my brothers one more time. And Matt Corral is a backup quarterback somewhere in the NFL right now. You know, Bo Nix, I love it. I love that he's playing and Drake may, I don't blame him at all because you know, you're looking at the number two pick and that's kind of how I've always treated the quarterbacks in these bull opt-outs. I absolutely love it when they play because it makes that game that much more entertaining. Um, Bryce Young played last year, right? In the Mm -hmm. bull game. Yeah. Did did it hurt his draft stock? No. So I I think for me to pass judgment, you know, it probably is trouble for Liberty that Bo Nix is playing because that means Oregon's going to score a bunch of points, but same deal with Sam Hartman and he's not playing in the sun bowl. That's fine. There's a lot of guys not playing in the Sun Bowl between Oregon State and, and Notre Dame. But, you know, as we discussed in our college football meeting, at least you'll have the scenic views of El Paso, Texas in the background. Why wouldn't you want to play in that game? It'll be fun. And Tony the Tiger right at midfield. This there you go. <laughs> Tiger. Shouldn't we have Drake May in the Mayo Bowl? I wish. Maybe I mean, they should. <laughs> well, Mac Brown should say you're going to still be there. 
but you have to take the mayo bath if we win because I'm not going to smell like mayonnaise for the rest of the day. I think that should be the secret handshake deal between Drake and and Mac that they make Drake take the mayo bath since he's a little bit younger. And Drake's a Drake's a great kid. Like I I, I know we had a profile with him. I've spoken with him a few times. I know people around the program. Um, super excited for his future and, and what he did at North Carolina. You know, in a year, Mac Brown's going to have two NFL quarterbacks starting with Sam Howe and then wherever Drake May lands. That's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, but they haven't won 10 games with either one of them. So fair. No, this, this Mac, Mac Brown, uh, second tour of North Carolina may not turn out as well as he hoped, uh, especially when he doesn't have an NFL quarterback rolling, uh, next year. Well, if Max Johnson will be taking over, I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, both those guys have been great, but a little disappointing in terms of, of not getting a little higher playing for an AFC champ, uh, ACC championship or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the next step. I mean, versus what he's inherited versus where he's at. Yeah, they, they've got to get to that next level now. And, you know, they have talent. Every year when we do our All-American team, Amarian Hampton was the second team guy this year. They've had, I think, a guy on the first or second team for the last five years. So definitely program steps in the right direction. But like you said, they, they're going to need to break through sooner rather than later. They have played in the ACC championship game. Oh, yeah. With, Hal did. Hal did. And no, May did too last year. They played Clemson. So they they definitely were in it last year. Now I got to look that up. I think at least one, maybe two. So let me look. I know last year they were in it because. They got beat um, by Clemson and Cade Klubnik. But, you know, I mean, yeah, they've been in it twice. So I, I would argue then, knowing okay. that, that they, you know, they, they've they accomplished some things, but not maybe it's just not that they do have to take that next step. Totally agree. All right, let's talk a little signing day, signing day period. Next Wednesday, it opens up Wednesday to Friday. Uh, two guys, the top two guys in the country are look like they're flirting a little bit. Uh, Dylan Rayola, the quarterback from, well, he lives in Buford, Georgia now. He's kind of been all over the place. He's been to four high schools in four years, but he has been a longtime commit to Georgia, was a former commit to Ohio State, uh, but he is taking a late visit to Nebraska this weekend. He's got uh, his dad played at Nebraska and the NFL, his uncle, is a Nebraska assistant coach. He was linked to Nebraska's two finalists when he committed the last time was were Georgia and Nebraska. Um, now that it looks like Carson Beck is coming back for uh, another season, it seems like Rayola is having second thoughts. He's visiting Nebraska this weekend. What do you think about this turn of events? I'm 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 surprised. He seemed like a slam dunk to Georgia, but apparently not. Uh goes cuts both ways one you're getting a super talented quarterback but one how many high schools did you say he's played for four yeah that's a red flag for me it would be because is he going to end up playing for four different colleges and four different nfl teams um you know that that's a little bit but like you said with the family connections that softens that with the excitement it'll create for nebraska who hasn't you don't have to look. They haven't had a recruit like that probably since the Dominican Sioux, I would imagine. Yeah, they haven't had. They haven't signed a rivals five star since two thousand eight. I, I read that. So and, yeah, it would be it would be uh, 
They're yeah, the long it, route. it would be a huge recruit for them. It'd be a huge gift for Matt Rule. And on top of it, they have Kyle McCord on campus uh, who, who visited. And you could do it that way. But it sounds like Rayola is going to be one of those guys that wants to play right away, which some of these five-star freshmen – we talked about Malachi Nelson, who may play in the bowl game some. We talked about, uh, you know, Arch Manning didn't play much this year. Dante Moore's going to transfer. So maybe you get McCord and Riola and make that work. But something stuck out. And, and it goes back to what we said about the high schools. When I was talking to a Big Ten coach over the summer, he was talking about they don't recruit. They recruit quarterbacks, but they recruit quarterback dads, too. You're recruiting the dad, too. And when I see four high schools in four years, just in my experience, and I'm in one of those places where it's – I tell you this all the time. You don't believe some of the stories, but it's crazy in places like Pickerington, Ohio. That, you know, I understand why these colleges recruit the dads, too. Now, to be fair to Rayola, he transferred to Buford High School uh, outside of Atlanta here, and they're really good. They right. produce a ton of kids, and he had a – terrific season is one season so his his one year rental at least at the high school level was was very good i think i saw 34 touchdowns and one interception um so he's got the talent no doubt about it it's funny he he chose buford i think mostly for the the high level and the fact that it was near athens and he could like spend time over georgia and all this stuff so maybe this is just a last you know last minute trip to solidify his um his commitment to georgia just wanted to visit Nebraska one more time, but we'll see. Now, there's also uh, the number one player in the country, the wide receiver, Jeremiah Smith. He's from Florida. Uh, he's been locked into Ohio State for a while. Uh, Ohio State, everybody knows the, the wide receiver history there. But he took a visit to Florida State last weekend. So I don't know what the what your folks in Columbus are saying about that one. He might not be as solid as he once looked. Still crystal ball, according to 24-7, still says Ohio State. Um, getting recruited by Florida State and Ron Duggins, uh, I remember him when he played. Um, Florida also trying to make a push. But, I mean, for Ohio State, it's it's theirs to lose. You can just show them, well, one, you could show them Marvin Harrison. Two, you could say watch football on Sunday because <laughs> chances are – there's a pretty good Ohio State guy catching the football somewhere between Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. And that's all happened under Brian Hartline. So I still think you'll end up at Ohio State in that receiver factory that they have. Uh, you know, and if Harrison leaves, Emeka Ibuke, by the way, playing in the bowl game, Carnell, T- Carnell Tate could be a breakout performer for them. Um, that's where I think he'll end up. Raiola, a little more interesting because if he goes to Nebraska, there's your number one signing day story, the impact of Matt Rule. Yeah, they went five and seven, but they've got a savior of sorts on campus. Right. Huge. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's talk bowl season. There's six bowls kicking off on Saturday. So we also have it. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, seven. There's seven bowls on Saturday, Bill. There you and, go. And there's uh, three NFL games. So no Christmas shopping on on Saturday. It's football Saturday. Ten game, Ten bowl games or 10 games between the Bulls and the NFL. Uh, so that should be fun. One of them, Georgia Southern against Ohio, 11 a.m., the Myrtle Beach Bowl, your alma mater, looking for their fifth consecutive bowl victory. That's got to be among the top of the, the top of the nation. Yeah, Frank was pretty good in bowl games. Tim Albin got a bowl game victory last year. Um, 
We uh, but four straight, Bill. Four the, straight. The portal t- takes away Rourke and the leading rusher, Sia Bangura. They're not going to play, and you got a backup quarterback playing against Georgia Southern. Clay Helton, by the way. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be huge. I, I always tell people when they get into the bull games don't matter thing. My roommate JD and I, we were high school teammates. We all we wanted when we were at Ohio University for four years was to go to a bowl game. And at the time, the MAC went from one to two, and it was a big deal. Like the MAC champ, one of them went to the, it was the, not called the Quick Lane Bowl, the Motor City Bowl, and one would go to, I think they created the Camellia Bowl at the time. So we just wanted to be one of those two teams. And we were close a couple times at OU, obviously close with a lot of the former players there uh, because of my roommates, but it, now they go to all of them, and uh, it, it's been really cool to see. So for the Ohio Bobcats, yes, it, it's a big deal. It was a big deal when they won their first bowl game in school history in 2011 when they beat Utah State in the Potato Bowl. So I'm excited to watch. I'll watch. Yeah, they, they beat Wyoming. Pickerington kid cut the game-winning touchdown against Wyoming last year. So there's they mean something. That's my long-winded way of saying they mean something different to everybody. If Vanderbilt was playing in a Sugar Bowl, I'm sure you would be down there with your college roommates excited. Sugar about Bowl, we go anywhere, Bill. <laughs> our, nick, I mean, our nickname for the Commodores is the Sugar Doors, but it, it just hasn't happened in my lifetime. So we'll see. But the uh, one game of note is the Las Vegas Bowl Saturday night, ABC 7:30, UCLA Boise State. Uh, it's a host. It used to be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel and he would do funny things on the sideline or whatever. Now it's going to be hosted by Rob Gronkowski. So he is going to do whatever silly, funny things on the sideline. So anyway, expect a few stories coming out of that one as well. That brings us back to our trivia question. The last bowl game that Chip Kelly won was in 2012. Oregon won the Fiesta Bowl to go 12 and one. Can you name the two quarterbacks? In that game. I couldn't until you gave the hint. So it was Kansas State. Oregon beat Kansas State. Mariota would have been one. And then Colin Klein, the other. Correct. Um, Colin Klein, now Texas A&M offensive coordinator. But I I wouldn't have got that until you, like, when you said Heisman finalist, I'm like, okay, Colin Klein makes sense. And because they were in that national championship hunt with Alabama and Notre Dame that year. And then Mariota, I figure he was, was he a freshman? He might've been a fr- He had to be a freshman. Sophomore. Sophomore. So he won the Heisman he, trophy two years later. Right. So that, that was, that was when Chip had it going. It's been that long, huh? Since he's won a game, bowl game. Yep. So yeah, well, they're going to win Saturday. So he'll, he'll break that. It was Colin Klein. That was the Heisman finalist. And then can you name the two other Heisman finalists that were in New York with him? Monty Teo and Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny won it. What a group that was. So two of the, two of the three have had Netflix specials already on that. Colin Klein with Colin with two L's. He he hadn't had his Netflix special. That means he's probably done. He's he's okay. He's doing he's, things the right way. His life has not gone off the rails in any way since then. So anyway. All right. Very good. Well done. So thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB Nation All-America podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. We will be back next week. We'll talk uh, signing period and we'll do some bowl picks 
Uh, so enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon. Thank you.